Blog Talk Radio. In a country dominated by left-wing radicals, there remains one voice of reason. This is the Conservative Hour, with your host, A.J. Bruno. It's on now. Hello again. Welcome to the all-new episode of the Conservative Hour uh, with your humble host, the uh, true leader of the real conservative movement, A.J. Bruno. It's great to be back. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to participate during the program, just give a call in, 347-308-8073 is the number. All right, a lot of, uh, lot of good stuff to talk about today. I think want to get started uh, <clears throat> by talking about our wonderful president, Barack Hussein Obama, our, our great leader. He's just so amazing. We have to love him. It's just so, it's unpatriotic if you don't love him. Blah, blah, blah. I'm really sick and tired of hearing about this guy. And we got to put up with this for uh, another, what, three and three quarters years? I mean, the, the first uh, few months were long enough. Now we've got to deal with it for a lot longer. Which isn't good. Makes you think that you should have appreciated the responsible leadership we had these past eight years. More people will realize that one day, I'm sure. But for now, we're stuck with this guy. I mean, can you imagine it? I mean, if you just sit there and think about it, how on earth did this man ever become elected president? How did we get to this point? I mean, I have nightmares about the guy almost every night. It's awful. You know? I mean, who wants to go to sleep when you have to have the likes of President Hussein uh, corrupting what's supposed to be a tranquil, peaceful time? Um, Actually, speaking of tranquil, peaceful times, you know, maybe now we can go back to the the golden days of the Clinton years. You know, so since now we finally have a, a great leader in there and you know, he's doing he's doing so many good things. You know, how can you not love him? He's just fantastic, isn't he? I know, he's just so amazing. And now finally the the streets will be paved with gold and the rivers will flow with milk and honey. You know, you have to to try not to cry when you think about how wonderful things are going to be now. I I know I I totally sympathize. I feel the same way, of course. (laughs) I mean, but look, look, what a total disaster this guy's been. And I love this this so-called conservatives or Republicans who go out there and and I'll say, you know, well, you know, might not have supported him, and whatever. But you know, he's our president. Uh, we got, we got to be on behind him. Uh, we may not agree with all his policies, but you know, he's a decent guy, he's a patriot, blah blah blah. Like, I, I really don't want to hear all this stuff. So, you get branded as some sort of right-wing extremist zealot if you say that you don't respect him or don't think he's a good guy, when there is more than sufficient reason. In fact, there's overwhelming reason uh, to not respect this man. Why should we? I don't know. Why should we respect someone like that? For starters, there's no proof he was even born in the country. We could have someone as president right now who was born in Kenya, which would make him ineligible. He might technically not have U.S. citizenship because of when he lived abroad 
um, in Indonesia as a child. But yet you're somehow... Somehow you're crazy. Somehow you're, you know, an extremist. And, you know, these people have to be ignored. If you dare question that our glorious leader might have not been born in this country, all he has to do is produce a birth certificate, which the people have every right to see, and then you can he can embarrass all his enemies and make fools out of them. In fact, that would benefit him. Why won't he do this? Maybe because he has something to hide. Otherwise, he's got nothing to lose and a lot to gain. But yet, he won't do this. And no one finds this suspicious at all. I mean, this guy and all his cronies and henchmen and, and all these people masterminding me Obama political machine. These people have such an extensive list of lies and manipulations. Why on earth would anyone trust them? Why? You know, it's... (laughs) Someone lies to you once, you catch them in that lie. Okay, give them another chance, right? They do it again, they do it again, 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 again. And you, you keep trusting them? Really? Hmm. Doesn't sound very smart to me. Does, does, that, sound, does that sound like a good idea? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So not only do we have the issue of whether or not he can legitimately hold the office of the president, say, then you have a couple of other points, too, one of which being he's not qualified or capable of being president. This guy has the one of the thinnest resumes in history. And, you know, people try and compare him to Lincoln or he tries to compare himself to Lincoln. Uh, you know, saying like, uh, well, you know, Lincoln only served two terms in the Congress. And, you know, he was one of our greatest presidents, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, maybe that worked for Lincoln and in a much different time than now. And for him to think he is anything like Lincoln, it would be laughable if it wasn't so conceited, so Obama-centric, I suppose. I mean, the nerve of him to do something, to say something like like that. The nerve of him. Seven years in the Illinois State Senate and four years in the U.S. Senate, including uh, half of that time, should even count, since he was campaigning for half of it. That makes him capable of being president. And no executive experience. He has, well, he doesn't have experience in much of anything, does he? Now, people try and say, you know, President Bush uh, wasn't that experienced, blah, blah, blah. Well, six years as governor of Texas, as well as his previous business endeavors and running the, the Texas Rangers, that's, that's a fairly extensive experience. And it's executive experience, which is vital. So clearly, clearly, not not much of a resume at all. And no, he's not Lincoln either, so that doesn't make up for it. So not only do you have that whole issue, but in addition to that, in addition to that, Look at his policies. Look at what he said during the campaign or his record. These are hard-line leftist things. This man, this man is an extremist. 
and we give him the presidency or a slim majority give him the presidency? No, I've heard it said that the election was decided on uh, the economy and not social or defense-oriented issues. Maybe that's so. But even so, for people to blame that on on President Bush, for people to basically say you know that his socialist policies are somehow going to fix it that somehow the government will make everything right and it'll all be fine and dandy and wonderful and yeah we should trust them for that yeah wow talk about talk about misplaced Uh, misplaced trust. His views are so out of whack. And look, he goes and make, makes buddy buddy with uh, with Hugo Chavez. Down in out of that conference. You know, he goes and I mean, wow. We can't trust this man. Why should we? Why should we? It's just shameful. Anyway, getting back to the matter at hand. If this man is going to destroy this country with his irresponsible policies, with his irresponsible policies, then And why why do we have to support it? What we should do is stand up there. I, I, I know it's after the election. There's only so much you can do. But we cannot just sit here silently allowing this man to destroy everything that has built this country. And shame on us if we do it. Shame on us if we do it. It is disgraceful. And we should not stand for it. I would go as far as saying... This man is unpatriotic. This man is a traitor. He has no idea what it is like. No, no, let me rephrase that. He has no idea what the founders had in mind for this country. No idea. And he either has a sinister agenda that involves appeasing to Islamic extremists that involves turning this country into some socialist dystopia. Not a utopia, it'll be a dystopia. 
that involves corrupting any sense of value that we values that we have left in this nation. And our values are already eroding. Him and people like him do nothing, will stop at nothing to completely destroy whatever is left of that. Completely destroy it. This is not a good guy. Let's remember, this is the same man sat in that church for 20 years, listened to this extremist, preach hate, and then only left it when it was put in the expedient. It wasn't a courageous thing for him to do. And people love to, love to praise his speech on race. Oh, it's such a great speech, one of the best of our time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this sounds, he sounds good when he has a teleprompter in front of him. But what he says is hollow and means nothing. At least nothing of value. doesn't matter. If you're a good orator yet, and you don't have anything good to say, what's the point? Reagan was a great orator, but his words had substance and meaning and purpose and value. Big difference. Big difference. I, this man is one of the greatest now, this man is the greatest threat to freedom that we have now, the greatest threat to liberty. I'll tell you what I think defines the character of Mr. Obama. When he was in the Illinois State Senate, and the bill came up, um, I would have guaranteed that if a baby was born alive from a botched abortion, that there would be you know, emergency medical care to save it. And he voted against that. Because he thought that it would somehow be a step towards uh, undoing Roe v. Wade. Well, one, when that happens, that will be one of the greatest days in this country's history. And two, not very intelligent of him to equate something that you would think anyone with any sense of reason with any, with just a bit of morality in them would agree on. And three, doesn't this show that this man just has no respect for life whatsoever? How can we trust someone to protect us when these are the views that he holds? We can't trust him. We shouldn't trust him. We shouldn't play along with this game that he and those who advocate him are try- for him are trying to play. I mean, folks, it is, you know, I, I'm tired of hearing about it, too, about how this is such a, a landmark milestone achievement. Oh, you know, the first... Um, uh, black president, but well, first of all, your mother was white. Maybe you should appreciate that she was the one who raised you, so was your white grandmother, and your father, who you knew for a week in your entire life, didn't give a flying you-know-what about you. Maybe you should be a little more you know, associated with that a little more. And number two, if it was a black patriot, like a Ken Blackwell, and Alan Keyes, Owen Swan, uh, J.C. Watts, uh, Michael Steele, somewhere along those lines. Yeah. Then I would say, wow, this is a great moment for America because we elected someone who has these values. We elected someone. Um, you know, that would be a milestone too. But that's not a milestone. That's a regressive step. And it just goes to show the fact that the vast majority of racism in this country is from blacks towards whites. Really. I mean, yeah, yeah, you got, you got a few percent who don't think along racial lines or aren't manipulated and brainwashed by the Democratic Party. Lies. Um, but by and large, you know, that's why they love him so much. Ironic, too, when you think about it, because a third of all abortions are blacks, so they love someone who supports murdering millions of them. Hmm. Really uh, quite a quandary when you, when you think of it. You know, if you agree or if you disagree with my assessment of 
President Hussein, let me know. 347-308-8073 is the number. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, this man. How can anyone respect him? I mean, really. He's out there associated with the with scum, with terrorists, those who support these these regimes. He's a radical. Everything else he mentioned. And you know, if people try to make up the comparison, well, you know, you said the same thing when people complained about President Bush. Well, there's a difference. There's a difference. On the vast majority of everything, President Bush got it. The man is a patriot, and he stands up for some very important principles and American values. Barack Obama is an enemy of those values. And he is hell-bent on seeing his radical agenda pushed. You know, it was it was a scary moment watching that television. And seeing seeing it say Obama elected president. I mean, wow, what a What a sick feeling after watching that. To put it mildly, a very, very sick feeling. You know, and you know, it's just. Not right. But we should have to pretend that we like this guy as a good guy, but he's not. It was a dark day for America when he was elected. A very dark day. And... Why? You know, why should I ask you, how does this even happen? How do we get here? I mean, it's a big contrast to, to 2004. You know, I, I remember looking at the TNA. We had a firework graphics going off that said President Bush reelected. I mean, boy. I mean, I don't know if anyone else remembers that specific thing, but I'll always remember that's branded in my memory. I mean, what a proud moment that was to be an American. You know? We reelected this great man, this great leader, this great American patriot. I, I felt really proud about that. That was a great moment to be an American. I was proud to be an American then. I wasn't in 2008. Maybe that's the first moment that uh, Michelle Obama was ever proud of her country. That's the first moment I was ever completely disgusted. And, I mean, you know, sure, there's always next time, but next time is in four years. Or, you know, congressionally in two years, but that's not the same sort of thing. Four years are a long time, and a lot of damage can be done in that time. A lot of damage. And it's just not right that... This is going to have lasting effect 
We're going to be cleaning up this mess for God knows how long. The damage he's going to do. And it's not just institutional damage. It's going to lead to Americans dying, being killed. That's unacceptable. It's like, I mean, really, it feels like a repeat of the 1930s. We have some leaders in some powerful positions who are all rallying to go there and appease. Tell the other what they want to hear. You know, talk about it with them. You know, we can talk to your enemies. Oh, listen. And then you can actually reason with people who have sinister agendas and who fully intend on carrying them out. You cannot reason with people like that. No. You can't. You can't. Okay. That's enough about uh, President Hussein. Uh, if you want to call off, comment on anything, 347-308-8073 is the number. Um, all right, a bunch of other things I want to talk about. I want to touch on this because I just read this uh, article a while ago. Um, see, now, of course, I'll say something that people will find insulting and racist and whatever. Um, apparently, there was an election yesterday, I guess it was, in South Africa. And like usual for the past 15 years, they vote for this uh, African National Congress Party by large majority. I mean, and this government in particular, because it's composed of socialists and even a communist party. And they wonder why, I mean, even though by African standards it's not as badly off, but still pretty poorly off. Um, and things have clearly gone downhill the past 15 years. And yet people still vote for these, this part. This is another example of racism. You know? Um, they won't vote for one of the main opposition parties because it's mostly white and has a white leader. You can't do that. Because anything other than extreme leftism is unacceptable. I mean, people are really buying into this stuff. And this is just another example of this happening. Um, not always with the race component, but still with that. You know, another notable example is <clears throat> after those, the terrorist attacks, um, what are they called, the 311 bombings in, in Spain? Um, what was that, 03? 03, 04. Yeah, that's another example, where those those trains were thrown up by those Islamic terrorists, of course. And much different than the results in... Oh, it was it wasn't yet. Okay. It was 04. Much different than the results from what happened in the United States. What did the Spaniards do? Well, they kick out the conservative government, which was doing a good job, and they elect these socialists I mean, really, the way masses behave is just so stupid and irrational. I mean, you can't lump everyone together. But while there's always a large group of people who get it, sometimes there's an even larger group of people who don't get it, and it's just they're going to ruin it for everyone. I just see so many examples of that. So many examples of that. It's just shameful, to put it mildly. It's shameful. Nothing short of that. Nothing short of that. Yeah, but what uh, What are you going to do about it? That's, that's a big question. 
that is the question. Anyway, uh, we have a lot more to, to talk about in tonight's show. Of course. Uh, we will, I guess we're going to take a break in a minute here. Uh, we'll run a little commercial, uh, which will, of course, will be the offensive, and that's the way I roll. What can I say? Uh, but it should be it should be good. If you want to get a call anytime, join in. Then you'll know, get a call three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Is the is the number? Okay, so we're gonna take that break. We'll come back. We'll come back after that. So stay tuned. Back in a flash, get a call if you'd like. And the conservative hour will be back after after the break. Yo, what's up? It's Jerome Trent. Yeah, I don't know why I buy listening to this AJ. Uh, you know, yo, what's up with this phone? What's the black boss problem? You know, he going out there, spend his whole show insulting uh, President Obama. And why, why, yo, why don't you like President Obama? Why would you like him? Because he's black? Yeah, why, why don't y'all like him? You don't like him because he's a black man. He's not black. That's just racist. Okay? Yo, you, you out of there, you vote for that white boy McCain? No. Hey, it's just, it's just damn racist. It's like when you, when you were the people, you, you all, all you conservative, you crazy conservative, you, you against, uh, you, you against affirmative action, you a bunch of racists. What's wrong with you people? You're just straight up out of your mind. You must be straight out of your mind. Yo, why don't you all come down here to my, my crib down in Trent, New Jersey, and you, you see how, you see how like it then there. You know, you dissing, you dissing our man Brock. Tell you what, you bring hope, he bring change. You know, so many good things going here. You know, we had, you know, eight years of a fan policy of George Bush. You know, who does he, damn, I'm glad that, that, that stupid white boy George Bush got, I don't need him anyway. You dumb conservative, you freak, damn, damn, you know, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of dumb neocons, you know? I mean, shame on you people, you know. Think, uh, could you lift, uh, uh, that, that, uh, you know, wanna, that wannabe, uh, uh, you know, that wannabe white boy, uh, Michael Steele, you want, you want to, you know, elect him as your chairman, that's somehow better? You know, we support, we support President Obama, you, you great leader, you know, just... Alright, thank you, uh... Thank you for that, Jerome. That was, of course, very enlightening. Okay. Anyway, let's get back uh, to the show here. I want to move on and uh, touch on another disturbing, disturbing issue that I just saw today, actually. Apparently, another wonderful uh, legislative achievement. You know, you love how in this economy, these state governments have nothing better to do. Uh, but start trouble with these with these sorts of issues. Uh, apparently, the Connecticut Senate and the Connecticut House overwhelmingly passed a bill to legalize gay marriage. And the governor, who's a quote-unquote Republican, who's really a rhino, let's not forget that, is going to sign it. Even though she said previously that she's against that and doesn't support it. You really have nothing better to do. They have, apparently have nothing better to do there than worry about this. I mean, there are some people like our wonderful presidential nominees. Say they're against it, but they don't support any federal action towards it. Well, you're going to need federal action. Obviously, in this political climate, um, with things the way they are now, it's going to be hard for us to do, but but um, it's going to have to be done. Because you see these courts 
and states that have pretty much large Democratic majorities that push through any radical agenda they want. You see them doing this now. And this has to stop because it's undermining it's undermining an important institution. You know, I have to get to this point, too. This is another (coughs) wondrous uh, question to ponder. How did we get to the point of this becoming an issue? You know, it used to be that, well, at one point there were sodomy laws in all 50 states. And until a few years ago, you had them in most. Not most, sorry. Until a few years ago, you had them in um, a fair number. And that's been changed somewhat since a certain unconstitutional court ruling. But, um, still. Still. We find that we find ourselves faced with this situation. And this is just downright wrong. This is just downright wrong. And something has to be done about this. We can't let it stand. And if we do, then shame on us. Shame on us. Because now you have these radicals pushing pushing their agenda. And I was actually browsing through some different uh, shows on here a little while ago. And it baffles me why people who call themselves conservatives would would go on here and listen to someone who calls himself a gay conservative. Well, it's kind of contrary, wouldn't you think? Because conservatism is social defense and fiscal. You need to have all three. You don't have all three. It's not real conservatism. You can't pick and choose. So if somebody is by nature gay, that totally wipes out the social conservatism. Because then you have people engaging in some rather despicable acts and supporting some rather unconstitutional actions and decisions, most likely. Those people aren't conservatives. Just another example of phonies. And there are many different kinds of phonies, but that's one. That is certainly one. You know, we've come to a point where there's people who actually accept this, and it's actually becoming... It's actually becoming a bit taboo not to. You know, how and how have we sunk to this point? It's it's just shame. It's just just wrong. Just wrong. But hey, you know, what are you going to do about this? Another example, and this is just yet another reason why I would just, I'm going to 
leave the institution I'm at now. Getting back to the whole economy thing. So I love how, you know, things are tough with the economy and whatnot, money's short. Uh, of course, with a mess that this state, that New Jersey's in, uh, you have an idiot governor who cuts funds for universities and whatnot. So you're cutting millions of dollars in funds, right? So what do they do? Um, they have $10,000 that they give to put on something called a queer ball. Really. There's nothing else that could benefit people a little more than spending a significant chunk of money on a queer ball. You know, this is glorified in society now, as if it's okay. You know, as if it's like a civil rights thing, and you have, you know, if you're against it, you're a bigot, and that's unacceptable and whatnot. And this is just disgusting and wrong. It's on so many levels. And the fact that people think this is normal now. And this is, this is worse on a number of levels, obviously, because it's a uh, well, substantial financial matter as well. But, you know, just in general, it's just fine. Now, I love to turn on logo as a joke uh, every so often. It's just as much as uh, everyone else. But, <laughs> I mean, it's sick. It is sick. And somehow, you know, you get in trouble if you say anything about it. Um, you have to keep your mouth shut. And, you know, people who keep their mouths shut about important issues have no courage at all. That's cowardly. That's the easy thing to do. What's wrong with people do that? Why would they do that? Well, I suppose they would do it. No one wants to be uh, persecuted for having unpopular beliefs. But sometimes you have to you have to speak out about them. Because if we don't do this, then what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing good. I can guarantee not much. Nothing good at all. You know, in fact, on the contrary. It will be devastating. Absolutely devastating. And I think it behooves us to to just let this go and give up the fight on that. Because you can't give up the fight on any of these on any of these things, on any of these points. I just filled out a uh, RNC survey a little while ago. It asked a lot of different things. And you know, what's most important? What can we do better? We get to stand up for all conservative principles. Whether or not you think the trend's going along or not. Because trends can be through the People want to see leadership and they want to hear strong arguments on issues. And if we don't have that sort of leadership, if we don't have those sorts of strong arguments, then people aren't going to listen. You know, the key issue in, in the, the 2004 election, um, people said that the top concern was moral values. Well, if that was the top concern just a few years ago, and maybe we should have more emphasis on it. Yeah. Earlier I had to listen to an extremist professor say that the people who, that the Republicans do nothing about these issues and, you know, the people who um, question uh, evolution schools or want to ban same-sex marriage 
or uh, want to get rid of abortion. These are the fringe right people. That's what the left wants you to think. That's the poison that they try and put in people's minds. And if you just let them continue to drip that poison unchallenged, well then, that's all we're going to get now, is it? And uh, that's, that's not a good idea at all. That is not a good idea whatsoever. That really shouldn't be allowed, to be honest. It really shouldn't be allowed. But anyway, I thought it was uh, important not to mention that. This is a very These are vital issues to talk about, to get across. And it's important that we do it. It's definitely important that we do it. Alright, I also want to touch on this on this um these so called torture memos or whatnot. I don't know if he should have been released or not, if that was a good idea. I tend to think all that um, it's not When you have people going around, like Obama, saying us now, you know, President Hussein, our great president, and his Attorney General, Eric Holder, going around um, saying things about. You know, they're going to go after people who supposedly, you know, did these things. They go after the ones who ordered it and, and started the policies for us and yada, yada, yada. Well, first of all, enhanced interrogation is not torture. Second of all, if any of the very few of these events that occurred saved American lives, then... Um, well, wasn't it worth it? Didn't cause any permanent damage or any injuries at all to these terrorists. And it saved my lives. Isn't that what matters? These lefts don't care. They don't care about any any Bush administration policies works. These people are extremists, they're radicals. That's where they are. And it's just very, very shameful that we have people like that in there now. Yeah, and so that the top person um, who deals with justice now in this country is someone who pardoned criminals or was behind pardoning criminals uh, like Mark Rich for political reasons during the Clinton years. And that guy, you know, has the authority to decide what the, uh, you know, what's legal and what's not. And he himself have been a party to letting people who were clearly guilty of rather egregious things off the hook. It's just so shameful.
And um, yeah, it's just wrong. That's another example as to why this whole uh, administration now is just one big disaster. It's one bad mistake after another. It literally never answered these people. Now they really need to hope and change and looking forward or whatever. All they keep doing is looking back towards the Bush years. These people are hell bent on it. You got idiots like radicals, uh, Senator Patrick Leahy of uh, Vermont, who want these uh, to go after a Bush administration officials. These people are just vicious. And you know, these are the kind of legislators that make up the congressional majority. I don't think it's very bright to put them there. Not so. Not bright at all. Anyway, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Is the number? Give a call if you want. Participate. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, touch on something else in the remaining time that we have. I want to mention. This the uh, whole nomination of Kathleen Sebelius, who are great and brilliant leader, wants. wants as the Secretary of Human Services. It would be shameful if she were to be confirmed. Absolutely shameful. That she arguably pretty much built her career on significant donations from some radical coalition groups and a close association with this monster George Tiller. And she should answer All right, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties for a minute. Anyway, uh, this is an important issue that we're saying. Um, she doesn't deserve this position. She's not worthy of being in this position. And therefore, she shouldn't have it. Why should she? There are serious questions. She doesn't care what this guy is doing. She's an extremist. She's an extremist. Just like the uh, head of the FDA who's now allowing Plan B to be to be sold uh, to minors for us. Just another example of the radical nature of this presidency. 
completely radical. And um, this goes to show what a disaster. It keeps these people with very questionable ethical matters. Um, you got all these people who don't pay their taxes. You have ones who are associated with radicals like this, with radical views themselves. <laughs> and um, well, it's just shameful. Yeah, that's really what I like to put. Um, you know, I mean, it, Republicans blocked it until next week at least, um, the earliest. But I'm sure the Dems will try and push this through, of course. That's <laughs> you know, just it's wrong, it's wrong, but... That's what, they're doing. That's what they do. They don't care. They don't, they don't care about any of this stuff. They don't have any moral morals. And um, you know, and I think it's very sad and unfortunate that someone who I am not supported originally. Um, Senator Brownback is supporting her, along with uh, Pat Roberts. Just because they're from the same state doesn't mean they have to support her. She's not deserving of this position. Not at all. Not at all. All right, well, thanks uh, so much for listening, everyone. We're coming down to the last couple of minutes here. If you're listening, I'll let people know about the show, let the word spread. Um, let's keep it growing. All right. And a bonus, let me know what you think. If you have any advice, any questions or whatnot, just send me a message. Join the Facebook group. You can find that. Just type in the Conservative Hour with AJ Bruno. That's AJAY. Always glad to uh, to hear from you. You know, like always, uh, let's make fun of the leftists. Oh, they're a bunch of radicals. Let's make fun of our amazing president. He's just so great. I mean, how could you not love him? <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, until next time, be sure to join us again tomorrow, same time, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um. All right, join in. It shouldn't be a good show. All right. Well, for the conservative hour, this is your host, A.J. Bruno. It's been another fun hour, of course. I'm signing off for now. Until next time, so long, and let's uh, keep laughing at the liberals together.
Newsweek magazine saying, quote, there has been the usual unsubstantiated speculation about another woman. We, however, would like to mention another man, a guy named Malachi. As in Malachi 2, 15, 17, the verses in the Bible say, for I hate divorce, says the Lord. The thing Gibson doesn't take the Bible literally or anything. Very snide. And then there was this exposition on the team. Inquirer wrote that story. 
Go ahead, Andrew Lashworth. There, there certainly is a political angle here uh, beyond the traditional conservative religious point of view of, of Mel Gibson. But Joseph Biden thought it was just caught on tape doing drugs. Nothing could be more timely. And if you want to use the hypocrisy angle, you, you could, because Joe Biden has been a supporter on the war on terror, which put people in jail for, for similar crimes as his daughter uh, with the war on drugs. The war on drugs. Manhattan, is that Central Park behind you there, Charles? Is that what I'm looking at? 